0: Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. This is John Murphy, and it's my pleasure to welcome as our guest for this podcast, Dr. Peckin. Uh, He's an assistant professor of biomedical engineering at Carnegie Mellon University and has a vast array of interests that uh, revolve around solving and addressing problems relating to pediatric cardiovascular needs. Uh, Welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today. Thank you, John. I uh, I know that you've... uh, Come to Pittsburgh in the last year and a half, and have uh, prior to that uh, studied at uh, Georgia Tech and Purdue University. Please tell us just a little bit about your interest and uh, some of your focus areas.
1: I'm basically interested in cardiovascular biomechanics, more in fluid, fluid dynamics. And uh, we, in, in my uh, previous years, uh, I involved in uh, pediatric cardiovascular surgeries uh, in to, to correct. To, to make an impact on congenital heart defects.
0: So, as I understand, you mm-hmm. have two principal focus areas. One is in terms of developing strategies for surgical intervention and also in terms of identifying technologies that uh, can correct or prevent and perhaps in some cases uh, fetal cardiac problems is that correct
1: yes correct basically these are two uh, there are two arms of uh, of my research Uh, still we to improve the surgeries that that performed on this congenital heart patients but also, we we try to understand how these defects develop uh, in the in the during a embryonic uh, during fetal life. So we it is the the second one is more like an understanding at this stage, but. Uh, hopefully, uh, from this know-how, uh, we can develop some interventions or some techniques that we can maybe in the future eliminate uh, some of these uh, heart defects. Well,
0: let's uh, let's take these ideas one at a time. It shares focus and uh, some probable outcomes. How does a mechanical engineer help a, uh, a, a cardiac surgeon plan a surgical intervention?
1: Actually, the surgeons and engineers are not that uh, far uh, because they all. Uh, operate on the three-dimensional world however uh, I believe surgeons are more towards art side of the uh, thing and engineers are more have to make things more organized or quantitative so when they work together uh, the result is actually uh, a quantitative knowledge uh, of the of the very complex process
0: so I'm, I'm obviously not a surgeon but if, if I were explain to me what you might tell me or what you do tell me. Proposed to tell surgeons in terms of how to optimize a, uh, a, a pediatric uh, cardiac surgical procedure.
1: So, for example, there uh, in our recent work, uh, there are, uh, in the in the third stage of these surgeries, there are two techniques. One of them is uh, two different ways to do the surgery: uh, geometrical differences. One is called an intraatrial uh, connection, and the other is an extracardiac connection. So we, we basically using uh, fluid dynamics, or by, by analyzing these two different surgical templates, we finally able to find a statistical difference in one of them. So we, we show that this is hemodynamically better, uh, which, which results a lot after the surgery if, uh, in the computer, right? and also in the experiments it shows that this this type of surgery produces a larger higher cardiac output in the patient than the than the other one so the the surgeons is always questioning is the differences between these two templates and uh, we can analyze the fluid flow of, uh, inside them uh, by both experiments also by computation so
0: if i may Paraphrasing correct me if I do this uh, properly, you have some complex computer models that principally analyze flow in the, the heart auxiliary uh, vascular system, and you can then predict based on data for a particular patient the outcome with if the surgical remodeling is by X or by Y.
1: Yes, we can do it by patient, but because the patient-to-patient variations are very large, we, we do these studies now in a very large number of patients. Uh, for example, we analyze maybe 40 patients that has operated in X uh, kind of surgery. And also we analyze again 40 patients with Y kind of surgery. And then we can arrive uh, statistical differences. So the, the, currently these analyses they are very complex and they are engineering. We run our simulations in high-performance clusters, computer clusters. Uh, but. But eventually, we are analyzing also a very large number of patients these days.
0: Okay, so your studies are principally to assess the merits of approach X versus approach Y in a general sense as opposed to uh, what I guess might call personalized medicine.
1: Yeah, it it is correct to to tell that. But there is also, you analyze a single component of the anatomy, but there is also the the impact of this component to the physiology, the peripheral uh, system. So we also have studies that analyzes the impact of this uh, surgery uh, on the periphery system. So by combining these two, we can show that if you improve the, that component, you can also improve the cardiac output in the patient.
0: Now, we all know that the uh, children grow. I presume that uh, as the children grow, there are some Implications of, of these alternative surgical strategies—is that correct?
1: Yeah, the surgeon uh, has has uh, some way of uh, incorporate growth uh, into the surgical design. So th- these are, o- of course, taken care uh, in the in the reconstructive surgery.
0: Very good. I know that these are relatively new studies, and uh, these uh, such studies uh, obviously take some time, but is it, what's what's the maturity of the technology? Is uh, Are these uh, surgical uh, assessment techniques via computer approaching the time when they might be used clinically or are we a ways off in that regard?
1: I think we, we are very close and this, these techniques actually introduced maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago uh, and they are based on image, image uh, analysis and image uh, technologies, modalities are also growing very fast. Uh, we are getting... More clear uh, images as the years go by, and actually in these days uh, there are uh, very people organize competitions. For example, uh, last uh, last month I heard in, in one of an, the clinical endovascular conferences they organized a surgical planning competition, and uh, researchers try to by analyzing through the computational fluid dynamics. They try to come up uh, with the optimal intervention to, to repair an aneurysm. So, and they are presented to the clinicians eventually. So there are uh, lots of developments, and, and the technology is also maturing, so it should be closer. However, uh, of course, as every clini- clinical study, uh, there should be some prospective studies to show that whether this kind of analysis. Uh, really beneficial, beneficial for the patients or not.
0: I am impressed with the uh, approaches that you are pursuing and uh, I might ask what, what's, the, uh, what's the success rate with uh, these uh, surgical interventions? Perhaps uh, that can also lead to a transition to our discussion about fetal interventions to avoid these problems at birth
1: yeah the early and late post post uh, operative outcome is very very good but the life quality of life of these patients actually decay uh, decay as the years go by and we have lots of adult patients that uh, that has uh, several heart defects so and so this is because these surgeries are palliative and and actually uh, it is my uh, our thought that we have to focus on the developmental stages of this disease uh, so so that whether we can find a way to uh, repair or actually reduce the development of the heart d- defects before birth uh, so these there are uh, these are really intriguing uh, and recent developments and my group uh, also focuses in that area
0: so in terms of this particular uh topic, it would seem to me there's at least two major categories. One is, is the identification of cardiac problems prior to birth and, and of course secondly is is some strategy or technique by which you might correct them. Can you share with us briefly how does one identify cardiac problems and at what, what stage of gestation is this feasible to do?
1: Now it is again uh, similar to the image developments of the imaging uh, and as we see the imaging techniques develop in the uh, in the adult patients. Also, in the fetal fetal imaging is also uh, growing very very fast, and uh, and actually there are studies that can track the development of heart defects in humans uh, from very early stages. So it is it is easy to detect them. Uh, and regarding the interventions, uh, there are re- really some recent developments in in some select institutes. So they. They show that they can use fetal surgeries to correct some of these heart defects. So uh, in the clinical side, uh, these are coming up. But, but in the engineering side, in the biomechanics side, it's also very, very mature uh, because we, we just try to understand the flow fields in these, uh, in these complex systems. And even the congenital heart defects are very complex, uh, physiology and hemodynamics. The fetal stages are even, even more complex. For example, a baby that has born has a single maybe one aortic arch, but in the in the early development uh, we see like maybe six, eight aortic arches uh, in the in the embryo.
0: This is very interesting, and uh, can you share with us a little bit about the the biomechanical aspects of these issues?
1: Mm-hmm. The hemodynamics of uh, normal uh, arches uh, or anatomical systems has been studied quite, quite a, a long time ago. And uh, these are actually more like static geometries. Uh, but as we go towards more pediatric to the fetal and maybe the early embryonic s- stages, anatomies actually change continuously in time. So we don't have a, a static one uh, single anatomical system to, to study. And the forces change, and there's a feedback uh, between mechanical forces and also between the genetical uh, factors uh, in, the, in the development. This is a really exciting area, and we are just scratching the surface. Two, two main studies, one of them focuses on the late gestation, where uh, the transition from uh, fetal to normal circulation takes place, and this is uh, one area. And the other, we we work with uh, Professor Keller in Children's Hospital that we focus early development stages of the aortic arch, and our main focus is on the hypoplastic aortic arches. So in the early aortic arch, we see different changes in the uh, arch configuration. And we analyze these systems by computational fluid dynamics. And in the, during the neonatal phase, we have, we have the ductus, and we are focusing the flow through the ductus and how pulsatile it is and how, how it changes from uh, one congenital heart defect to the other congenital heart defect.
0: So your ability to identify these problems and mathematically model them I presume that once these problems have been characterized, it's your belief or expectation that surgeons would be able to correct these in neonates?
1: Yeah, actually correct these neonates and also uh, the time to intervene is is not known clearly. Uh, And if we can analyze uh, the forces, uh, the genetical response to these forces, we can actually uh, pinpoint the correct time to intervene to the heart defect.
0: But I, I recall from some comments you made to me earlier that there are actually some centers that are operating on fetuses to, uh, uh, to correct uh, problems such as we're discussing here.
1: Yeah, they, they, they are in Harvard, uh, and also, I guess, Cleveland, Cleveland Clinic, not in patients, but in, in animals, of course, there are studies uh, on that.
0: I see. So it's a, it's a preclinical study at this point. Yeah,
1: preclinical study, but there are patients who undergone this, this uh, in Harvard, so, or oh. also in the U.K.
0: So I understand that uh, you also have some interest in some uh, studies in looking at uh, cardiopulmonary bypass uh, improvements as it relates to surgical procedures on on newborns. Is you, that correct? And if so, perhaps you can share briefly your interest in the status in the area.
1: Yeah, that, that's also correct because we are interested uh, as we try to improve the surgeries uh, of the reconstructive surgeries. There is also another element of these surgeries is the cardiopulmonary bypass time, which is which is very long. And uh, to to reduce this time, we also try to uh, use our, what we call, anatomical editing or surgical planning tools. Since we have a very large patient database on the neonatal morphologies, we focused on optimizing the brain perfusion during cardiopulmonary bypass. And actually, we, we are collaborating on this area from the Hershey Hershey group uh, with Dr. Indash.
0: In this discussion, mentioned a number of times the, uh, some of your collaborators, and I think it's worthwhile pointing out to our listeners who have heard this from me before that these are true truly multidisciplinary studies that require vast array of uh, skills to accomplish these objectives and this has just been another example in that regard. Of
1: course uh, exactly it is I mean all clinicians and engineers should sit on the table they should work together. Uh, Speaking of
0: your your collaborators you mentioned Dr. Weirden who is guest on this podcast in the past I know that uh, Dr. Weirden and Dr. Keller you're exploring the the use of ventricular assist devices for some of these uh, problems. Uh, can you uh, give us a bit of insight into that particular activity?
1: Uh, so the, the congenital heart defects, because the circulation systems are very complex, it is a, it is a research field by itself alone. And uh, pediatric ventricular assist devices is also a know-how, a technology. So we are trying to merge these things together here uh, and to, you know, and to finally to find out an optimal pediatric ventricle assist device strategy for the congenital heart defects and for that we have developing in vitro flow loops then the benchmark uh, so that uh, surgeons or, and the engineers can put different ventricle assist devices in the circuit and uh, analyze their effects on the on the system.
0: So is this a, an idea or is this a, a maturing uh, approach? Uh, what's the status of this?
1: Uh, it is uh, actually a maturing approach, so we, we are working on this as a preliminary data because uh, the pediatric ventricular devices in congenital heart defects patients are uh, historically, uh, the outcome is not very good compared to pediatric patients. Uh, and in that area, uh, because we have a very good know-how from uh, Professor Borowitz and also Professor Ante. Uh, at Carnegie Mellon University. We are sh- working on this area, more quantitative and more uh, optimal uh, assist device strategies for this specific class of patients.
0: And I would remind our listeners that Dr. Borvis has also been a previous uh, guest on uh, regenerative medicine today. These problems are certainly interesting, and for uh, parents that are affected by uh, uh, children with these afflictions—it's uh, certainly a very serious issue. Can you uh, give us some insight into the magnitude of the problem that we're dealing with here?
1: Yeah, the, in U.S., two out of a thousand babies has a, a single ventricle heart defect, which can, which can go into the surgeries, but also in the fetal fetal life. Probably this this is larger,
0: and that's every every case is one too many. Families that are affected. It's obviously a very serious problem. I, I believe you you shared with me in the past that uh, one of the reasons you came to Pittsburgh was because of the collaborative nature of scientific and academic clinical community. Can you share with us your observations in that regard? Now that you've been here for a year and a half,
1: as as I've already explained in, in, in the previous questions, there is a very uh, expert knowledge here on the pediatric area. As 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 well as I I observed and actually a very nice environment that people communicate with each other and develop focus on specific areas uh, and, and develop teams. So uh, that, that is actually impressive, and also the McCowan Institute also tries to bring people together.
0: Nice to hear you reaffirm that uh, that, that environment in fact does exist and work in this, this uh, general region. I know in addition to your research endeavors, you also have uh, trainees and you teach classes. Do you want to give us a, a bit of insight into your academic endeavors?
1: Yeah, last semester uh, I taught biofluids class in Carnegie Mellon. Uh, and, uh, We have like 12 students and we did lots of projects. More of them are uh, cardiovascular and also our uh, biofluids project. In one of them, for example, we investigated the flow uh, that is generated by the CLIA that, that we have on the endothelial cells.
0: Dr. and it's been a pleasure to have you on Regenerative Medicine Today. I brought to our listening audience some new and innovative approaches to some very important problems. I'd like to remind our listeners that cannot diagnose medical problems via the internet, but we do welcome your suggestions in terms of topics to be addressed. You can reach us at mail at regenerativemedicinetoday.com. And I'd also like to uh, extend my appreciation to the McGowan Institute for Regenerative Medicine who sponsors these podcasts. We will have on the uh, podcast site a link to Dr. Peckin's uh, website and and some more details of his activities. And until we meet again in two weeks, uh, thanks for listening and best wishes.